Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fight on Montana, where we take a deep dive into Grizzly Athletics. I am your host, Adam Healy, and my co-host, Angel Villanueva. How are we doing, Adam? Good. How are you, sir? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Good to see you, man. It's an exciting week, man. Not just for Grizz football in general, but just a huge week for just Grizz sports in general. So I'm really excited to share some of the stuff that uh, has come to light these past couple days. Exactly. Exactly. We got a lot to get to. Mm-hmm. A lot of things happen in Grizz Grizz Nation sports, not just football. So before we get to it, guys, I would like to remind the listener to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts at. You can find Fight on Montana wherever you get your podcasts, pretty mm-hmm. much everywhere. Um, also, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, at Fight on Montana we're there we'd love for you to subscribe to us Mm -hmm. get a hold of us that way um also we want to make this a show for the fans um and so we want to make that open to you guys so it's 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 out there for you uh there's a couple ways to get a hold of us you can get us a hold of us on our twitter at twitter instagram and our Facebook page mm-hmm. at Fight on Montana. We want to hear from you. If you have something to say that maybe we we haven't hit, maybe you disagree with us, maybe you agree with us, maybe you love the show, mm-hmm. uh, maybe we we were not hitting something that you want to hear about. We want to hear from you, um, and also give us those five stars. Those help us on all those platforms to get yep. us out there. Um, and tell your friend. Tell your friend, mm-hmm. tell, you, tell your mom, tell your grandma, yeah. everyone that's a Grizz fan, even a not Grizz fan, even tell a Bobcat fan. You can oh, do that too. Oh, so, man, I don't know about that one right there, Adam. Get a little <laughs> they, they might like us. They might like us, you know. Football <laughs> fans, they got to get their knowledge about Grizz sports somehow. It's a love-hate relationship, you know. Yeah, they got to they gotta know greatness yeah. somehow. <laughs> oh, goodness. So what's up, so, man? What's on my agenda? Oh man, we got some great news um, out in the women's basketball. Uh, they have finally hired a head coach. Um, his name is Brian Holsinger. Uh, he used to coach head coach at Montana Tech a while back, yep. uh, then moved on to uh, Washington State, was an assistant there for a while, mm-hmm. and then moved on to Oregon State, where I think he's been there for the last four or five years uh as an assistant you know we've gotten a lot of great candidates that um were applying for this job i think they really see um how women's basketball like the legacy that um and just the how great this program is um you know i I listened to some of the introduction um announcements of him He, he sounds really positive energetic um he, he he's a go-getter he's wants to recruit high level pack 12 um players um so it'll be interesting you know we're gonna see a lot of different kind of things out in the media it'll be interesting to see if some of the um coaches that are there are you know come back it'll be interesting to see if the players that are there now if they stay or some some of them transfer um so i i in the next probably couple of weeks, you're probably going to hear a lot about women's basketball with University of Montana. So, yeah, man, 100%. And just uh, for the listeners out there, his stint at uh, Oregon State was a really, really successful one. I think out of the yep. four years that he was there, or maybe even all four years, I forgot how I read it, um, he's qualified, you know, for the NCAA tournament. 
and yep. really has made a run for it. So he's qualified in a lot of ways and is a real promising opportunity, you know, to really kind of grow the program and kind of bring it back and restore it to what it was, you know, yeah. previously known for. So um, I'm excited to kind of see it. Um, I think it's a great pick. I think it's a great option. I think he's extremely knowledgeable. And like you said, you want an energetic coach, you know, yeah. I want a coach that brings it and pushes you to the next level. Just reflecting on my own career, it was the same exact way. Those energetic coaches, it's contagious to be around. Oh, you, know, yeah. you want to be hyped up. You want to be at practice because you love the competitive nature of it. So I think it's nothing but good things ahead for that program. Well, and one thing that's really cool is, you know, he, you know, and, and, you know, he might not know uh, a lot about the program, but he did know a, a good amount about the program. I know that he did reach out to uh, Robin Selvig, the former coach and kind of um, introduce himself. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I think that kind of, you know, with the diehard women basketball Grizz fans um, kind of reaching out to, you know, the legacy of that program kind of says a lot for his character and where he wants to kind of mm -hmm. um, bring in the uh, not the old fans, but you know, the, the fans that have been prominently there and mm -hmm. hopefully bring in a new wave of uh, women's basketball, lady Grizz fans. Mm -hmm. You got to know where you've been at to get to where you want to go. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's exactly. one of those things, man. I think he has a gray head on his shoulders and I'm really excited to see how he kind of uh, leads this program. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Let's keep it. Let's keep it there. You know, giving the shout out to the Lady Grizz oh, yeah. soccer team uh, winning a overtime thriller two to one mm -hmm. against Northern Colorado, moving on to, uh, I believe, Northern Arizona. Yep. Exactly. Um, I believe they're the no other uh, number one seed on the other side of the bracket. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe they'll play Saturday. I believe Saturday, the 17th. Exactly. The, um, the game winning point was uh was a pass from uh Taylor, I think her last name's Hansen, um uh, over to Taylor Stoger. Um just kind of made it in right there, man. Right place, right time, you know, kind of hit the ball where it was supposed to, and it kind of fell into the goal, man. And so uh Taylor had both the goals for today's win. I that's believe. awesome. That's so awesome. She, she's playing out of her mind right now. So um they're heading to the championship. Go show her support, go like their Facebook page, go follow their, their social media pages and kind of keep up with them too. Exactly. And that mm -hmm. game, I believe, will be on Pluto TV. So if you guys want to watch that game, it is a free app. You can get it on any smart TV. You can get it on your phone. Mm -hmm. um, go support them. You know, they're doing a lot for the university. You know, I don't I don't know about this, Angel, what you think. But, man, the women's sports have been doing very well. Very oh, yeah. well. Oh, um, yeah. you know, soccer. Uh, tennis has been doing really well. Yeah. Um, softball, you know, they've had a, a pretty good stint as well. Um, so, you know, we, we want to shout out to the Lady Grizz soccer team. Uh, keep it up. We're cheering for you. Yeah, we are. And, yeah, bring home a championship. Yeah, let's bring it home. Huh? Bring home another one. They've been pretty exactly. dominant the last, like, even since I was there. Yeah. You know, and I've technically been out of school for a little bit over a year. But even there, I was there for five years. So the past six years, they've been a dominant, dominant program all six yeah. years that I've been there. I don't even well, think I don't even believe that they've had a, a bad year where they didn't make the playoffs. Am I right? Yeah. Um, not not making the playoffs, but making a run in the playoffs. Yeah, I think the last three years they uh, and I quote me on the, the last three years they've been in the playoffs. I know that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know about farther on, but yeah, I know that they have a new, a newer coach. I think he's been there for the last three years. Mm -hmm. Um, I, the, his name's escaping me, but 
Um, he's been doing a really good job creating that program and developing it. The talent they have is amazing. You nuts, I, going through Instagram and all the first team and, and second team selections and, mm -hmm. you know, goalkeeper of the year, Claire, uh, Howard. Claire Howard, a monster. Oh my goodness. What? 31 shout outs. Something uh, like that. Yeah. Some like conference record. So yeah, that that's amazing. I would, I'm, I would be horrible at soccer. So um, it, what they can do with a ball and passing it and, and that and heading it off their head. It's, it's amazing. So soccer was shout out to them. Sport. That introduced really? me to sports when I was a kid. Yes. Yes. I wasn't very good at it simply because <laughs> my uncles were really passionate about those uh, sports in general when it came to yep. soccer and growing up, they grew up in Mexico coming out out here. That was just kind of a passion. That's obviously known in the, in this Mexican culture. And so because of that, you know, he kind of put me onto that, but eventually it got to a point where I was a little bit too big to be running around that much. And I was like, okay, I need to get into something else. And so it's kind of fitting kind of looking back on it that I ended up becoming an offensive lineman, you know, cause I love to eat and I was a big guy. So there you go. Hand in hand right there. You would not want to like, go up for a header or anything with with you going down the. the oh field, no, man. probably not. No, oh, man. <laughs> All bad so, also, we you know we've got some you know uh, movement and roster movement from the men's basketball side. Um, so some players going from from the program to the transfer portal. Darius Henderson, uh, a six foot eight, I believe, uh, forward. Uh, and then also a guard, Eddie Egan, is uh, going into the transfer portal. Um, I believe both of those guys have one year left of eligibility. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we're losing two guys. Uh, Eddie was really just a, a great kind of uh, spark off the bench. Um, I think he'll find a spot. I think Darius will too. Darius really didn't get a lot of the minutes um coming in he i think he was nursing an injury in the beginning of the year and then just really never got going um and so i wish the best for them um i really yeah. hope they find a landing spot um and so yeah yeah it's one of the things you don't necessarily know what the issue was you know yeah. you don't know if it was just the right move for the career if it was you know some a mental barrier that they were kind of being challenged with to got to a point where it was like, okay, this isn't worth the, you know, the effort to stick around. Or if it's just one of those things is, Hey, yeah, the opportunity was better somewhere, somewhere else, you know? So yeah. it's just one of those things that you don't necessarily know what happens, but all you can do is hope that they find a place, you know, where they thrive the most, you know, that's one of the scariest thing about taking that leap of faith is doing it all over again. You know, these kids come in, you know, with the hopes and dreams of making it to the next level. And sometimes things don't pan out and, you know, opportunities aren't presented as well as you may have liked it to be. Um, and so it's scary to to take that leap of faith and do it all over again in a new program and just yeah. hope for the best that you're going to be able to, you know, accomplish what you're looking to accomplish. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, um, it's probably, and I, I don't want to say for sure, you know, playing time is going to be a big thing coming in, you know, with what the Grizz have coming in. Um, you know, they've got a couple guards coming in. Yep. They've gotten a, a guard. Um, and let's just go into that because I was going to uh, say that too. They've signed just, I believe today, um, Lonel Martin Jr. Uh, from Oturo Juco College. Mm -hmm. um, he'll have, I believe, I believe two years left. Uh, Scott Blakeney. Uh, for a six eight transfer from the University of Ohio, Idaho, mm -hmm. um, he'll have a one year left. So just with you know 
what's coming in and seeing the writing on the wall, you know, I don't want to say for sure, but those guys were probably going to get be have to battle for for playing time, mm-hmm. and they might see a lesser of a role. So I I don't see you know give Darius or Eddie any any grief with doing what's best for them. Mm-hmm. You know, if they feel like they can find a different spot and have more playing time, definitely go do it. Um, I'm I just want to tell them thank you for what you've done for the program. Oh, yeah. um, and you know we'll be rooting for you, even though you're not in the Grizz uniform, we'll be rooting for you. And um, yeah, just a lot of movement, man. A lot of movement. I really think, you know, uh, I was looking at it last night. The Grizz have, I believe one more open uh, scholarship spot on the, for basketball. It'd be really, it'll be really interesting to see what they do. If they go into the transfer portal and get another guy, or if they get another commit um, Mm -hmm. to sign um, late, because right now they're getting, um, they're signing, um, their their letters. So uh, mm-hmm. a couple guys have. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, dude, 100%. Like you said, it's just an opportunity, man. Opportunity for growth, opportunity to kind of shift and have bring in players, you know, that kind of really kind of fit in with the program. And I think it's interesting coming from Montana too. Um, there's just such an overwhelming support when players decide to take that leap of faith and pursue a different school. I mean, yeah. you think about even in the football sense, the moratorium, you know. Yeah. In other programs, you see people from Alabama, from Clemson, make those same leaps of faith, but they get torched online to a yeah. point where it's borderline harassment, you know? Yeah. And so I feel like this community is really unique in a sense of it really supports its players making those decisions, you know, that are ultimately going to help them get put in a position to be more opportunity, I guess. And do you think that do you think that it kind of goes into a part where um it's not necessarily and and, and I, I know for a fact that it's the community. The community is awesome there. Mm-hmm. But do you think that, you know, like your example going from um Alabama to another school, you know, Alabama is the cream of the crop for football. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, going <laughs> for for a football fan, it's probably easier, you know, going from Montana to Nebraska than it is mm-hmm. going from Oh, yeah. Alabama to University of Miami or, oh, yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fan bases are, are, but I think our fan base is, is really respectful. I really think that they know that th- these players, they're just trying to do what's best mm-hmm. for them. And, and this is a, a thing to go into for another time is, you know, coaches are allowed to leave whenever they want. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I'm in, in that, that realm of if, Coaches are able to leave whenever they want, and they, th- there's a team that has a coach leave. Then those players should be able to move as well because they made mm-hmm. a commitment to that school with that mm-hmm. coach. Mm-hmm. And that if that coach leaves, you know it. It's not fair to them bringing yep. in a new coach that has maybe a different uh, personality, maybe different scheme that maybe not mm-hmm. fits them. I, I really think that that's unfair to the players and that they should get the same treatment that coaches get. Uh-huh. And you bring up an interesting point. You know, I never even kind of looked at it that way because I've heard of some horror stories where, you know, a kid wants to transfer, but yep. simply because the coach is bitter about it, he decides not to sign off on it or because yep. of it, he makes it a hassle and a half to get to the point or get in the transfer portal. So it's really kind of interesting that you say that, 
that I, and I never even put into perspective that coaches have the opportunity to leave at a, at a given at any given notice. Oh yeah, yeah. This is the same opportunity that's presented to the student athlete, and I wonder why that is. Like that's a great, great topic to dive into one of these days. So I think I'm going to exactly. look into that a little more, and then we're going to dive deeper into that in a, on another episode. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's go from, you know, men's basketball to um, just some football developments and then we'll get into that, the the recap of the game. So some football roster developments, you know, we have had some big uh, recruits come out and, you know, uh, go to University of Montana. I don't know if I've ever remembered a, a switch from um, one rival school to the other rival school. So, Mm -hmm. Probably everybody does know that Billings Senior, um, Junior Bergen, uh, a, a quarterback uh, slash wide receiver from uh, mm-hmm. Billings Senior, um, has um, switched his um, commitment from University of Montana State uh, to the Grizz. Um, mm-hmm. And so, what a smart know, man! Let me just let, before we get exactly what a smart man he was. <laughs> Exactly. Right choice there, my dad. Well, and see, that's what we just talked about. That's mm-hmm. what we just talked about. They lost the coach. Mm-hmm. They lost the coach. He was able to because you know he he's still in high school. He he just mm-hmm. committed, so he was able to to switch from the the cats to the Grizz mm-hmm. and not get penalized, not get anything like that. So mm-hmm. you know, I I. I would love to go into that sometime too, because you know why did he, you know why did he, why did he change? What made mm-hmm. him, you know, that coaching hire? Uh, what was it that you know? Hey, I I, I want to go to the Grizz, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of go into that. So it's just interesting to see what what played a part in that that decision. So and I'm sure there's there's too many factors that we can really kind of get into. That's really a question for him to really kind of know. Um the yeah. player play junior. Um but it really kind of poses an interesting thought that some of these guys have that opportunity to do that. And it's just interesting to say that they take that leap of faith and that they don't get penalized for it. But as soon as they get on campus, that's when you get into some real trouble, you know, yeah. in regards to those types of things. And I just don't understand it. Why shouldn't they be allowed to you know, make a career decision that's going to benefit them in their eyes. You know, if it makes sense to them, that's all the justification they really need in order to make that leap of faith. You know, I just don't understand. Any career path, you would be able to do that. Oh, yeah, exactly. So So. it's it's interesting to see why there's such a hard restriction when it comes to that. The NCAA is a monster and a half, man. Oh, my gosh. We'll we'll get into that another time, but oh, my goodness. Like, for example, um. I, somebody told me this. I don't know how accurate it is, um, but when I was a freshman, um, they had mentioned to me or someone had told me today, told mentioned it to me that if I, for example, as a student athlete, went over to a stranger's house and I said, can I get a cup of water? And essentially, if they gave me a cup of water, but then went and snitched on me to the NCAA, I could potentially use a year, a year or two of eligibility because I didn't pay for that water, you know? Yeah. So those 
kind of situation scenarios are really kind of really specific. I don't know how accurate that is. Don't quote me on it. That's just something that somebody told it to me. And it's kind of been stuck in my brain ever since, simply because it's so kind of micromanaged and there's not a whole lot you can do. There's not a whole lot of flexibility as a student athlete to really kind of yeah. make those decisions that you know may require some judgment calls or may require you actually transferring or entering the transfer portal. So it's really an interesting development for sure. Well, and I, I've also even heard of coaches like um, getting cited too that they maybe they had a meeting with the team or they had them over at their house and they bought mm-hmm. food for them and mm-hmm. they got dinged that way too. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard coaches get in trouble with that. So, mm-hmm. um, so you really yeah. got to be careful. You, you yeah. really, really got to be careful. So, I mean, there was a couple of times during when I was playing where people wanted, you know, to pay for my meal or, or offer me a drink or uh, of those sorts. And it was like, whoa, 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 get a, not to be mean. I yeah. simply can't take this because I'll get in a lot of trouble for it. You know, and yeah. sometimes they just wouldn't understand. They'd be kind of looking at me kind of you know, wide-eyed, like, hey, why aren't you taking it? I'm doing something nice. And we were, I was really appreciative of it. But at the same time, it was like, this is all I have. The only reason why I'm up here is because of football. Without a scholarship, I'd be back home doing Lord knows what. So because it provided that opportunity for me, and I wasn't going to risk it on a, you know, a $15 meal, you know, just because even though regardless, even if I needed that money, and maybe I shouldn't have been on the first place getting dinner, but at the same time, it was just like, I wanted to experience things as well. And so if, if that would have happened, it would have probably put me in a position where I could have potentially got into some serious trouble. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, so definitely. For sure, for sure. So, yeah, and one other development uh, with the uh, Grizz roster, you know, uh, about a week ago, um, there was a running back out of the University of Akron that was mm-hmm. offered up by the Grizz um, in the transfer portal. He has four years of eligibility left because he was actually – um, redshirted and he was getting re- recruited from Kansas state because his home state is, I believe Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he chose Akron. He's now being, being pursued, uh, by the Grizz. You know, I, I heard from, um, online this, this like, Hey, you know, ha- have you heard of this guy? And I'm like, no, you know, I have, and kind of looked, looked it up and I was hearing that, you know, Hey, you should look at his Instagram page. He's, he's actually, I think he's committed and I I went to the, you know, the football website and there's no commits, uh, went to his Instagram page and he was actually, it actually said on there, you know, uh, running back for the university of Montana. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, we don't know guys, um, if he is committing and it's just not final or if he's, you know, kind of thinking about it or maybe his, his account got hacked um, but just kind of wanted to, uh, let you know, um, his name's Isaiah Childs. Um, and so just, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see if he does commit or if something comes out that maybe he got hacked, which is totally possible these days. <laughs> um, so yeah, there, man. Yeah. But it's one of those things we hope he's, you know, decided to kind of join the squad. I think he's exactly. going to bring strength to the program. It's only going to be just another opportunity to really learn and from, you know, kind of dropping down. Um, because they're they're D one. Yeah, they're right? part of the. Well, I don't know. Then this is just my opinion. Do you consider the Mac D one? Uh, <laughs> no comment there. I'm gonna. Yeah. Keep Not necessary. No, I can't speak too much. Because I think probably those, a lot. 
a lot of the FCS schools could probably be. Regardless, I'm sure he's going to bring his own style. I know those coaches, you know, looked at him really intensely, really closely, and he's bringing some sort of experience, some sort of expertise at that running back position. I think he's just going to contribute to the different styles of running back that we really have on this team. Yeah, definitely, Mm -hmm. definitely. So, hey, man, let's get into some football. You were at the – what didn't I tell you that they were going to win like 50, 60 to like, I even said like low numbers and you were like, no, no way. I think they score a couple. Remember we had that conversation. I do. I do. You were, you were right. You were right. You know, my, my fandom, I like, I, I, I'm always worried about everything. Yeah. You know, when, when I was a, when I played in high school, I wasn't worried. I just play and you know, whatever, but you know, cheering for your team that you you know have a fandom for like oh my gosh i'm i'm worried when they play a last place team please don't you know please don't play down to that team um so what what is your fandom like angel when you go into a game are you confident are you kind of like oh i could see it both going both ways this is probably one of the biggest faults that i have as as a man and as a football player is that I'm very over analytical when it comes to the possibilities of what could happen. And my line of thinking is uh, along the lines of prepare yourself so those weak points that you're thinking about aren't necessarily gonna come about. The tough part about it is that a lot of times is that a lot of those things are out of your control. You know, I can control my play, but I can't control what the center does. You know, if it's a bad bump, if it's a bad read, you know, we're not able to double team correctly. And because of that, you know, he kind of splits the double. I can't control those situations. And so because of that, I was always on a defensive kind of approach. And I think now that I'm getting older, now that I'm learning more about myself, studying up on just the mental aspect of things, I think it's really important for kind of players to kind of take the approach with, hey, I'm good. I'm really yeah. good. I'm here for a reason. One of these quotes that I literally just read today, and I'll read it off to you guys. It says, you're good, but you never win because you haven't convinced yourself that you can. Does that make sense? And so because yeah. of that, I had lost the battle even before I went into a lot of games. Even though it taught me a lot of lessons and I ended up playing really good football, it was just a different approach. And I wish I would have taken this approach. I wish I would have convinced myself that I can win. You know, because there were certain games, even even the games that we kind of knew we had in the bag, where I felt like we had in the bag. Still one of those things. It was like, well, this could happen. Well, this can happen. Instead of just playing that offensive approach, being confident in my play, being confident of, you know, what's going to happen. Even though I never relayed that to anybody, I kind of kept it to myself. I prayed about it. I journaled about it a lot. I wrote about it a lot. It put me in a position where I was just like I was playing defensive football as far as the mental aspect of it. And I wish I would have convinced myself that I knew I could win because I could. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. That mental side of, of, of sports is, is so, so, so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah. It I, I, it, Adam, it literally would keep me up at night. I promise. Oh, really? there, there was, yeah, there were multiple times throughout the, my career for a long time. I could not sleep. I couldn't get rest. I was restless. I was tossing. I was turning. It felt like I never got into that REM sleep, that deep sleep that you kind of uh-huh. need as a yep. player. And that's oh, yeah. partially because of, you know, the, the the mental issues that you're facing on a day-to-day basis, dealing with external issues as well, of being away from mommy and daddy, kind of being on your own for the first time, transitioning into a man, kind of figuring out what it's all about, how to how to take care of your money, how to take care of your finances, living on such a small budget. Um, and then that was a big part of it too, you know, game to game, 
it'd be like, okay, as soon as the game ended, all for me personally, and I can't say this for every player, is that it consumed me. It consumed yeah. me thinking about the guy that I was going to line up against. I, I thought nothing about – I thought – I mean, Sunday morning, it was watch the film, you know, a couple times through, and as soon as I, I, I felt comfortable enough and I knew my mistakes and I knew how I was going to get chewed out, it was on to the next person, and it would just, you know, take over my whole soul because that's huh. what it was about. And so, I mean, to some that may, some listeners out there, they may be saying, hey, that's a little bit aggressive. That's a little bit over the top. But that's just how my mind worked yeah. in, in that moment. You know, it got, it got me to a point where it was hard for me to sleep, you know, and to, it, it wasn't to the fact of like, OK, I knew that I had done all the necessary preparation that those sort of kind of um, behaviors kind of put me in a sense in a position to say, OK, relax, relax. Just go out there and play. Just go out there and play, you know. And yeah. so that's where it kind of falls into that defensive kind of attitude when it comes to playing games when I wish I would have just had more of a, hey, let's just go for it, balls to the wall, everything I got. Not that not that I didn't, but it was just a different approach. Yeah, and when it's kind of hard, you know, that's why those, you know, those probably major sports teams, those professional teams have those sports psychologists to, yeah. you know, get their players right. Yeah. And uh, so that's that's just crazy. That's, that's awesome to hear, man, um, yeah. that, you know, probably happens a lot more to people too. Oh yeah, um, exactly. It, and it happens to fans too. Mm-hmm. So, um, exactly, <laughs> I didn't lose, I didn't lose sleep, but you know, I was looking at it and I was like, man, if the Grizz come in and they, they do not look at this team as, as a team that, you know, could, you know, I didn't think they were going to, they're going to lose to them. I thought it would have been a whole lot closer, but mm-hmm. I think the Grizz having that, you know, uh, layoff. They were hungry and they they hit first and they did mm-hmm. not let go. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some things that I saw that were great. There's some things that I saw that were like, eh. um, so let's go into it, man. What were some of the things that you saw that you were like, whoa, whoa, or some of the things that you, you thought were some great things that I, I thought just off the top of my head, um, and I know you texted me this special teams, man, mm-hmm. special teams were dominant. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one area that I thought going into it. And I think we said on our podcast that I thought was going to be something that um, was a little lacking mm-hmm. just because, you know, probably not being able to have the um, time to prepare and just practice with that. Um, and just so many new parts with kicking and field goal kicking and punting. Um, but man alive mm-hmm. uh gay alive and thriving oh my goodness literally they almost took it to the house every single punch oh. you know it was absolutely incredible i mean even starting off the game malik yeah. flowers took it back for what almost 60 yards maybe 50 60 yeah 50 yards? 55 something like that yeah it was pretty amazing like yeah. so dude was absolutely played out of his mind special teams played really well um and obviously I think it's something to be really excited about, but at the same time, just the whole general kind of grasp of the game. Um, they played Central Washington. You know, yeah. it, it was meant to be a game like this. You know, yeah. the, the, they came in, and I would like to say, so I think some players on the team expected to, for it to kind of play out the way that it did. You know, yeah. It really, and then it was kind of really a game for us to get the rust off to kind of see how it was. Did I like how the opening drives kind of kicked it off? I mean, obviously, they, they started off the first drive with a touchdown. And then from there, the offense went on a little bit of a dry spell. But that's yeah. to be expected. You know, yeah. at the end of the game, 
59 to three is pretty damn good in all oh, yeah. ways, you know? Yep. It was just one of the things that he kept chipping away, kept chipping away. There was protection in the pocket. You know, it was just little things here and there that just, you know, it happens. Game of football. It's never going to play a perfect game, but you're always going to strive to be a perfect game. Even if you play a perfect game, there's always something better to improve on. That was yeah, kind of well, mantra, you know, throughout my time there, and it's it's apparent there. So we can get into the discussion of, like, well, the drives could have been better, you know, pocket awareness. You know, that's one of the things that I was worried about. You know, I, I love Cam to death, but it, it for me, it's scary to watch him run out of the pocket just because I've been in situations with quarterbacks, you know, uh, it doesn't go their way, whether that be just to throw a ball or and get it intercepted or get hurt, you know, doing something like that. So it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, you got to be able to trust your offensive line. And I think they did a hell of a job kind of towards the end of the game, really kind of solidifying like, hey, we got you. Trust us. Don't be worried. We got that. We're going to be able to protect and kind of give you that time that you need to make those reads and make those plays. Exactly. Some mm-hmm. of the things that I saw that were great, special teams, like we said, uh, gave uh, Solcer electrifying oh, my, uh, yeah. Malik flowers. Uh, amazing. Um, the defense. Oh my God. You know, Crazy, they, they, every spot, there was no, there was no drop. Like yeah. I was looking through it. There was no huge play. There was mm-hmm. no like missed assignment. Yeah. Um, the cornerbacks, uh, Justin Ford, Player amazingly, game, he was like on game, blue. Man. Yeah. Man. I'm like, telling you right there. And remember, Jace Lewis. Yeah. When we talked about the potential of just, you know, that quarterback or that cornerback position kind of being there on the island, you have to be a little bit animalistic. You saw that play from Justin Ford. You know, he was ready to get after. He was ready to go when it came down to it. He was was all gas, no bricks, all business. Oh, it's funny because one one scenario he got. You know, he broke up a pass. They uh, called it for uh, uh, pass interference, mm-hmm. and that they were talking. And I'm glad they let him talk. Uh, the next time down, he he you know he he tipped a pass out, and he mm-hmm. was talking to the wide receiver. It was just great to see. Um, and even the the announcers mentioned it on on um, the rate or the TV that you know they're on an island and they've got to be able to have that attitude. Yeah, um, but yeah. you know, Jace Lewis pressure with that interception uh the d how quick the guys were to the ball was Mm -hmm. just amazing for the first game i thought was amazing Mm -hmm. um you know harris uh had xavier harris had some great runs some great flashes of what he could do Mm -hmm. um so that's what i saw that were were some great points in the game what were some of the things that you thought were great and were you kind of seeing the same things well, obviously, obviously playing the offensive line position, I thought they did a stellar job in the pass game. The run game can always be better. There's always things yep. to kind of work on, and that kind of is uh, uh, a testament to a little bit of, hey, knowing where the running backs are supposed to go, what gaps are they supposed to hit, making sure we get the right guy. So there's always something to get better when it comes to running game. But I thought their pass protection was extremely strong. I thought the guys worked great together. Obviously, yep. thinking on the defensive side, he really kind of lights out every single way that you go. You know, there's really not a position. They're like, oh, well, they could have been better here. No, defensive line was balling. Uh, linebackers, safeties, corners, everybody, nickel, everybody was playing to, yeah. you know, really kind of ready to kind of go. Yep. You know, they definitely took that offensive approach, that killer mindset, that killer instinct to kind of get the job done. So it was really promising to just see as a whole, knowing that these guys can hold up against, you know, a team, which is well, not even hold up against, but thrive against a team, you know? Well, it was really interesting. Going, Sorry, 
No, I was going to say, once you get rolling, they're going to keep rolling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was hard to see, you know, like I had to like keep on, like there's so many new faces that I'm like checking numbers and stuff like that to see who it is. It was hard to know who it was that was playing just because there was no drop off Mm -hmm. from first to third to second, you know, there was no drop off. So you're like, Oh, who was that? Even the announcers on the TV were like stumbling and bumbling over Mm -hmm. the names and stuff like Mm -hmm. that because they're like, Oh, who is that? Oh yeah. That no, no, that's actually this number. And Mm -hmm. so um, the, there was no drop off. And that's awesome to see because that's what Bobby has been trying to get that depth um, in all positions. And I think we have it, Uh, you know, you know, we hit, a depth issue at running back just with Marcus out. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I like to uh, coin the term thunder and lightning. We got thunder and lightning back there mm-hmm. um, with Nick Osmo <laughs> and Xavier Harris. Oh, yeah. Uh, that I, I think if they use those guys, that that that's a hard attack to, yeah. to stop. Yeah, yeah and they're, they're only going to get better with time. You know, yep. these, this next game is just going to really prove to give more experience. And they're going to come out of it knowing that they need to get better in certain ways because it's never a perfect game. And that's the thing about this, just sport in general. It humbles you in so many different ways. You always have a goal, but you're never going to reach it. You're always chasing that hero, which is the version of yourself in 24 hours and kind of following that. But you're never going to reach your hero. That's kind of the thought process. It's an ongoing game. And it's just one of those things sometimes – the clock runs out for guys before they hit the pinnacle of, you know, what they need to be. And it's really fortunate to kind of be in a position where these guys are just going to learn from these experiences. They're just going to soak it all in. You know, that's that's what they're meant to do. That's what they're bred to do. And just uh, in general, man, that Coach Hawk just preaches hustle. If not, if anything else, that was probably the most apparent things that I learned from him. You know, really that kind of stood out. It was you sprint from the sideline to the huddle and you get ready. You know, you sprint everywhere you go on the field. There's no walking anywhere. There's pursuit drill. It needs to be passionate. It's not just, Mm -hmm. hey, go out there and run, but that he actually makes the guys scream in excitement in order to kind of get them hyped up, ready to play. Because being out there is uncomfortable. Having to run and do all those gasses, all those sprints, it's uncomfortable. But if you convince yourself that this is fun, that I'm passionate about this, Nine times out of 10, you're going to go out there and be a better ball player because of it, because you're forced to be. It's one of those. It's that saying, fake it till you make it. Same exact thing. You go out there pretending, forcing yourself to be passionate. Eventually, you're going to get passionate about it. And so because of that, you saw that play in the hustle of the defense. You saw the offensive line running down the field. You know, you, you saw them blocking their butts off. Quarterback play was still good. It could always be better. And I think it was just one of those things. It was just dusting the dusting the rust off. You know, yeah. shaking it off, getting used to it, getting the feel for a new offensive line unit, get a new feel for kind of some receivers kind of taking on a, a bigger, a bigger role this year. And so it's really promising to see. But, man, I thought it was dominant all the way around. That's not to say, though, that it was Central Washington as opposed to, you know, an actual competitor when it comes to the big sky level um, with yeah. this week of Portland State. So I can't necessarily say it's going to pan out the same way, but I still think it's going to be another dominant victory. So, you know, go, let's go into some of the issues that, you know, um, were less, less dominant, less mm-hmm. um, maybe things that we had trouble on. You know, the offensive line did an amazing job at pass protection. You know, I, I don't think any of the – I think maybe once or twice the quarterbacks got hit or rushed. Um, but other than that, the, the pocket was 
crisp, you know, when, when, when it, when they did feel some pressure, you know, it opened up in the middle and they were able to, you know, go, um, running, you know, going into it, I thought, um, with just what we had coming back, just the, the, the development, um, that we would have probably gotten a little bit better push up front mm-hmm. with our running. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I have a question for you because, yeah. you know, it necessarily, it could have been a, a whole lot of things, you mm-hmm. know, having a new running back, two running backs back there um, has a lot to do with that. Oh, finding, course, like, yeah. you, like you said, finding the holes, um, knowing where the, where the running back is going to go um, a new quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, how, how much is it something like that? Or is it, is it scheme? Is it, you know, maybe just kind of going into it and not really, you know, a hundred percent all in. Um, Cause there was some, there was that first half. It was hard to get any running room, mm-hmm. um, which you wouldn't think with a Bobby Hawk team that mm-hmm. you would have that hard of a time mm-hmm. with running. Well, first and foremost, I'm going to say this. I don't know nothing about nothing, but all I can give is my, you know, professional opinion, even though that doesn't mean nothing. Um, So (laughs) you bring out a great point, um, and you kind of answered it with all the different – there's so much that kind of goes into it. You know, there's the schematics of things. There's the way that defense lines up. It's the way that they react. You know, not only are we imposing our will, but we're kind of, in a sense, reacting to, you know, what they're lining up in. At mm-hmm. the same time, there's certain responsibilities that the offensive line has to account for. And sometimes you just run into some stuff that you just don't know what happened. And so yeah. because of that, it, it, it's a little bit of a combination of everything. It's kind of getting the rhythm down. It's kind of getting the running back comfortable in that backfield. And we had some guys that had to really kind of step up this week. So I'm yeah. sure there was a little bit of those jitters. You know, not to say they played obviously phenomenally. Uh, Osmo had two touchdowns. Harris had one touchdown, I think. Um, so it proved out to be really useful and they got it done on the ground. Obviously not, we wouldn't have those rushing touchdowns, you know, but it's just one of those things. I think me personally run game is a little tougher than the past game. You know, there's a little bit more that kind of goes into, there's a little bit more grit. And so it's a combination of literally everything. I can't pinpoint it and say it was this or it was that it's literally like, Hey, just overall, it needs to be raised. It needs to be better. And I think they'll get it figured out. It was just one of those things when you run game run or when you run game against the same people over and over, you get in a repetitive motion that you know what's going to happen because you know how they're going to react. You know, yeah. as opposed to pass pro, it's kind of a little bit different. They can kind of mix it up so it's a little bit more challenging there. You know, so with yeah. the run game, it's just something that they need to continue to progress, continue to grow, and I think I think they'll be able to hit that stride. It's just getting kind of that rhythm down. Well, yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, just looking at it, you know the fans have to keep a perspective that these guys have not played in a game for 19, 18 oh, yeah. months. Oh yeah. Um, and so, like you said, going up against a guy that actually wants to tear your head off yeah. and is a little bit different than going up against a teammate that, you know, you've been going against for the last, you know, 16, 15 months that you maybe know his one go-to move or his second go-to move. Um, it, it'll be really interesting this week to see the development because I know for a fact that, you know, the O-line probably got <laughs> a, a lot of the yelling or a lot of the, you know, critiquing um, to be nice and nicer words of what, what they needed to improve on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I expect them come to come out and just, you know, um, mm-hmm. be a whole lot better, whole a whole lot more dialed in. Um, 
But you know, then again, you know, the, the team that we're playing, Portland State, is going to be better than Central Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, from the most parts that I've seen, you know, that they've, they've got a good team. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's not a, a easy team that you're going to be, oh, we've, we've got this in the bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, I think offensive line, um, pass protection, like you said, was good. One area is that uh, QB. Um, and, and, and rust. Yes, there was some rust. Um, was there some jitters? Maybe, um, cam had some hard time. Um, he had some trouble earlier on. He kind of, kind of got back into the gaming and, and did a, a good job. Um, but he doesn't need to be Dalton Sneed. Mm-hmm. He doesn't with, with the pat that with what he has around him, he just needs to be a deliverer and he doesn't need to be the guy. Mm-hmm with this team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, he, he missed some, I, I, I think, and like, like you said, I know nothing about nothing. Some just different reads that I think the progressions that he missed, um, he overthrew and I probably, he probably kicked himself for it overthrew mm-hmm. a guy in the end zone. Um, you know, a rustiness that, that, that we've been saying. Um, I, w- I have a question for you because Chris Brown came in, even though it wasn't in, um, you know, you know, number one time it was, it, the game was out of reach at that point. Chris looked confident. He looked um, really making through his progressions. He looked really good back there. Now that's not, I'm not saying that we need to go to Chris because that's one game mm-hmm. <laughs> and he didn't play the whole game. And Cam is still getting into a rotation and getting, you know, getting used to being uh, mm-hmm. a, a quarterback. Um but what do you think about that of how Cam and Chris played? You know, they didn't play anybody else, just those two guys. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think that it's going to look like this week? Are they going to still play those two guys, or, or is it just going to be Cam? I think they those two solidified themselves as the one and two. Um, they're phenomenal guys. They're awesome football players. Um, they're promising in a lot of ways, and they both have really strong arms. You know, yeah. well, that's what's the awesome part about it. I never really kind of, I guess I have to disagree with you. I never really kind of got the the notion that he was trying to be like Dalton. Um, I Oh, tr- no, that's not what I was saying. No, he wasn't trying to be like Dalton. I just I just said he doesn't need to be um, that not okay. necessarily that he was trying to be. But no, he doesn't he doesn't need to be yeah. um, Dalton Sneed. He, he yeah. doesn't he can be himself. He can just, you know, yeah. look at what he has and just dis- and disperse yeah. what, what yeah. the ball and I think it's I think it is a little bit of the jitters. I think for me, kind of thinking about that that situation, there's a lot of pressure to play offensive line, but there's a whole lot more pressure playing the quarterback yeah. position. Eyes are on you, you know, thousands of people. You make make or break kind of a football team in a lot of sense. You know, you are really kind of one of those central leaders. That's why you always see in the highs and running, you see kind of those those quarterbacks really kind of take the kick because they have to yeah. kind of delegate their the you know, the sergeant of the whole football team. And so because of that, I think, I think, you know, deep down, it was a little bit of a jitters. It was a little bit of thing that, you know, maybe his mind was racing at a million miles per hour. So he was trying to do more than just kind of relax himself. And I think eventually he got to a point they said, okay, just calm down. Let me just fill this out, make my throws, make my reads, and don't do anything more than what I need to do. Don't do anything outside of my job, you know? And sometimes there's a lot of pressure with that position, there's a lot of pressure in just being in, in that in that position of power, you know, yeah. knowing that 
it's ride or die. It's on you in a sense. Obviously, that's not the reality of it. There's, you know, so much more to play into it. The receivers, you know, the offensive line, the running backs, the blocking schemes, you know, kind of the game plan that they have put in. But it's just one of those things where I can only imagine the situation. It may feel like it's all on you, you know. Yeah. So I don't necessarily know. I think he still played phenomenally. It's just one of those yeah. things that I'd like to see him kind of just develop and just kind of calm down and just go play football. You know, yeah. I think one of the easiest ways to kind of say it is just, just remember that time in the backyard, just you and the boys, street play football, like a kid. all yeah. fun, play like yeah. a kid, you know. Yeah. And I think once I understood that in my later kind of years and once I was a little bit more kind of veteran up, um, it really put me in a position to piece to say, hey, I'm just going to go out here and have fun with it. And I remember yeah. there was multiple times, even when I was gassed or when I was tired, or when I was hurt, literally just kind of take a deep breath, ground myself again, and look at the crowd, look at the stand, look at the situation, look at my teammates and say, okay, I'm here for a reason. You know, let's just go play. Let's just go ball. You know, yeah. nothing else. There's nothing else to do. There's no more preparation that can be done. It's just go out there and play your best football, you know? And I think that's that's what it really was. I'd like to say that it was just one of those things. It was a little jittery, a little jittery in, to begin with, you know? And so I think he'll, he'll get that kind of honed in. And Chris, man, like you said, he came in poised. He really comfortable. Very. He is, he's a big <laughs> athletic quarterback type, too. He can get out and go if he really wants to. And yeah. I think he made some awesome plays, some awesome reads. Uh, but I still it's like I still think it's one of those things. Um, obviously, we didn't see it, but it's one of those things that that experience being around that and getting those snaps is invaluable to him. It's going to put him in a position down the road to really dominate when it's his time to kind of step up. But yeah. I think right now he's a great second team quarterback. Yeah. Um, um, even though his play was that of a first team caliber, um, it was, it was one of those things is I think he's going to learn a lot from Cam because Cam has so much more to offer. Yeah. And I don't, and, and, just to let the listeners know, I don't think they should be going to Chris or anything like that. I just brought it up just because, you know, uh, it's know probably one, of, one of the things that we, we have to talk about that, yeah. that Chris is doing an amazing job d- developing. And, you know, that's probably cam has a role in that, you know, mm-hmm. developing him as well. You know, you said jittery, you probably would have laughed so hard when when uh cam threw that ball and it was like there's like three guys around it and i got popped up and the guy like caught like caught it and mm-hmm. then like osmo somehow like caught it like yeah. dude my wife like laughs when i we watch sports because like i'm one of those guys who are like 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 in you it. don't know what to do yeah. oh, like, oh like i'm playing the game like i'm like in the game i have to stand up and like i'm like going like this and yeah, yeah. i'm that guy <laughs> Like it's my like, wife doesn't watch the game. She just watches me and laughs. So yeah, that was um, one of the most impressive, more impressive plays that I've seen in a long, long time. Just kind of a freak accident, kind of coming back to us, getting it. And, you know, cause in that moment you think it, that, the ball's in there for a long time. Oh yeah. Defenders are around, even though it hit yeah. straight. I think it was the arm or maybe the, the outer part of his chest, yeah. but it yeah. bounced up pretty high enough for a, a defensive player to really make a play on it. But yep. because of it, the football gods were just in our favor that day, I guess, and just kind of fell in, fell into um, Osmo's lap. And there you go, man, touched him for sure. Yeah, yeah, there was no one around here. He just yeah. like walked in. I was yeah. like, that probably been the easiest touchdown he's probably ever gonna yeah. score. Just yeah. walk in. Imagine, you know, fortunately, <laughs> we're in the position of like, okay, we're this is we we've taken the cake. We're gonna win this. Yeah. You know, yeah. but imagine if it was a close game like that. Oh, I can only imagine. You know, the amounts of 
pressure, the amount of like mixed emotions. One moment you're like, no, and the next moment, you know, they're scoring for a touchdown. So oh. it's, it was it was truly incredible, man. And it was really interesting for me, man. It was it was one of those things that I never really expected this time for me for to come for me to be just a fan, you know, mm-hmm. but it was super enjoyable to really just go out there and um just be around those guys and kind of see them thrive. You know, I even texted everybody before the game. I was like, it's your guys' time. Don't let them take away from you. You know, those types of, you know, kind of, kind of start to rile up, you know, some motivation, those types of things. But those guys didn't need it. They were ready. They were locked in. They were, they were focused. And I think it was really kind of cool to just kind of see it come to light and just, just be able to enjoy it and grasp what it is. I'm still looking forward to like a full game day kind of experience when that comes in season. But at the same time, it was it was invaluable. It's a memory that I'm never gonna forget. Looking at those guys run out the tunnel, have those snaps, have such a dominant first performance. How was it? You know, like watching it with you know the fans in the stands, like it just looked so weird. And like the the uh, Monty and the cheerleaders weren't there. They couldn't have you know the tunnel, um, mm-hmm. the helmet, and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. how weird was it? how kind of surreal was it to, to be there and kind of be spread out and just not the usual Wagra's experience? Mm-hmm. I think it was definitely a little weird, you know, just because I know if it was full capacity, that place would be packed, you know, yeah. especially with the weather being kind of bizarre as it was. It was just one of those things. It was just like unexpected. You know, you don't expect to see the, the, the stadium 60% empty. You know, yeah. you don't really kind of expect to be in those situations, in those positions. Um, so it's one of those things that's kind of I kind of got to a point where I kind of blocked that whole part of it out and said, OK, this is not the experience, the traditional experience. It's very, very different for me. Yeah. It was just kind of like focus on the football, kind of fill it out. Where's the team at? How are they looking? And they looked great, man. It was just one of those things. It was really humbling to kind of see it. It made me kind of reflect a lot of my career and just my time there as a Grizz. And it was just one that was super invaluable. And I'm glad that it ended when it did, um, because I don't know what the hell I would have done if it was during a time like this, you know, where there's no structure, kind of wonky, kind of unclear about what the next day is going to kind of look like. I can't imagine what the players are going through having a game Mm -hmm. and it kind of getting to the point where uh, it's somewhat getting back to normal. Mm -hmm. Um, I just wish for them like the best and and just to to keep, keep grinding and keep working. And and, yeah, it, I can't imagine what they've gone through. Oh, yeah, um, dude. So it's exciting, so, though. It, it is. It is. And we have football again, dude. Yeah, football in April. Yeah. So it's supposed to be, I think, good weather this weekend, too. Nice. Are you going yeah. to the game? Oh, are you kidding me? Yes. 100%. <laughs> I'm going to be there. I'm going to try to get to every single game this nice. next upcoming year, man. Even, and you know, when we get to a point where we hit playoffs and we're making a run for it, I'm even going to try to go to those games as well. There it's you go. Just, I'm so excited for it, dude. You have no clue. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely going to get up to some games, too. Yeah. Um, so uh, so let's go into, you know, going into um, this week's game. You know, we play Portland State. Um, this is probably going to bring up some harsh memories with you. But the last time that the Grizz played uh, was at Wa Grizz. Um, it was a 22 to 20 loss, uh, mm-hmm. 52 yard field goal at the last second. Mm-hmm. Um, loss. What do you kind of remember from that game, Angel? Well, first and foremost, that was, I believe, if it was that game or the game before, where I was benched for the first time in my collegiate career. Okay. So I remember that pretty, pretty harshly. Um, on top of that, 
it was one of those things. It just kind of came down to the wire. And it's one of those things that you don't really expect it to happen. I've, I've been on the uh, on the on the cusp of some really, really close games in my career as a Grizz football player. And they just haven't all turned out the way that you've hoped that they turned out. I mean, you yeah. think of that one, you think of that last game of that 2019 or 20. Yeah, 2019 season 2019. against the Cats. You know, that was a heartbreaker as well. So being yeah. a part of that and just watching that unfold, I remember, you know, it was just one of those things. There's no way this is going to happen. There's no way. There's no way we don't uh, score test them. There's no way we don't make a stop as well, as good as our defense is. You know, it was just one of those things. There's no way. And then eventually, you know, the crept down, 52-yarder, that's a long kick for a kicker. And so you think there's no way. Yeah, there's, there's no way. way. So the whole yeah. time you're just talking to yourself. It's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen. You see the ball leave, and in the moment as it's kind of traveling, you stop breathing for a second because you're so focused on the ball. And then as soon as it hits, you just kind of let it out of, you know, kind of shrink your chest. And you're like, gosh, man, that yeah. just happened. People are going yep. crazy. Everybody, you see people throwing their hats, you know, up in the air because they're just, you know, so, so hurt about it, you know. And it's just kind of like, there's so it just I remember thinking in that moment, there's so much passion, there's so much love for this game, you know, yeah. that it instills these types of reaction, you know, those types of things. It'll ruin. I remember I remember that following day. It was just my whole day was ruined just thinking about it, you know, consuming yeah. that thought of losing it that way, you know. And so it was just one of those things, man. It was just kind of like, dang. And it, uh, but fortunately, it put us in a position to say, okay, we need to get better. We need to well, and just and just going from that that time to kind of and we mentioned this you mentioned this earlier it kind of dr- drove you guys to make the run that you guys did yeah. from then on i believe it was like what four four straight wins um and you guys really start dialing it dialing it in mm-hmm. um well, was that kind of something that kind of sparked you guys 100% 100% it's one of those things is uh, i remember all my wins and I, I i remember even more my losses you know and it's just one of those things you think about it, you obsess over it. And in those tough times with summer workouts, those winter conditioning sessions, you think about the hardships, you know, those are really kind of the driving force that puts you in a position to say, okay, let's get after it today. Let's keep pushing. You know, what can we do to be better? And that was kind of the mantra that we kind of embodied. It said, everything else that's happened is already behind us. What can we do to control our outcome? And we went on a huge run. I think in yeah. that last year, we were undefeated at home. I think right now we're on a – I kind of wrote it down somewhere. I think on average, between my last season and obviously this season, we've outscored people 410 to 145 with oh, an wow. average of a 33, 33-point 33 average win. So that just goes to show, you know, coming from that 2019 to 2020 season, it was a complete switch that kind of flipped off. And I think those experiences put us in a position to say, okay, enough's enough. Let's get after this. You know, no excuses. No one ever. And that was one of the things that I always kind of hoped. I always told myself was like, I'm going to win every single game. But if someone, if someone happens to beat me, I hope it's truly because they were better than me. And I can honestly say every single game in my career, I've never felt like anybody was that much better or better at all. It was just yeah. one of those things. It was like, okay, I'm in control of this. We're in control of this. How can we take control and kind of uh, take the reins here? And because of that, you know, we had an awesome nine, 2019 season and just and looking forward to this year. So the, that game, you know, the field goal, yeah, it, 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 I, I can know where I was when that field goal went through. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh. But, you know, Dante's hit – 
on yeah. their quarterback. Yeah. Like that, I, I don't know. Like yeah. the, the win the, or the loss was bad, but that hit, dude. Well, that was a 2020 season. Was that the 2020 season? That was the 2019 where we lost on the last field goal play. The 2020 season that is, is right. when we went to their place. Um, and it and surprisingly, yes. it's always been a close match. Even then, we were kind of neck and neck until the third quarter. That's when we kind of really started pulling away with a two-score lead. And yep. then from there, Dante obviously came out and showed out with that big, huge hit. Yep. Shout out to that quarterback, whoever that was. He took it like a champ. Davis, no. I think it's, it wasn't a Davis Alexander because that's their quarterback this year. I, I I have no idea. I just remember yeah. there was a guy on the ground and there was one of us on top of him. That's probably <laughs> I remember. And so it was just one of those things, man. He took it like a champ, got up, oh great sportsmanship, you know, and kind of said, let's go. Let's keep it rolling, you know. I can't and believe like, I said 2019. My gosh. No, I'm going nuts, man. I'm going nuts. <laughs> don't even worry about it. It's just one of those things, man, you know. Daddy brain getting old. Oh gosh, you know, dude! Responsibilities, yeah. kids, and a dog that's like a kid too. So, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so let's go into this. You know, kind of previewing this game. You know, that Portland State they've got a pretty good uh, quarterback coming in, Davis Alexander, uh, dual threat guy. Um, mm-hmm. Had a pretty good season last year. It'll yeah. be really interesting. That's one of my key things that I, I'm looking at is. You know, for the Grizz to to get this win, they're going to have to contain that guy. Yeah. If they don't contain him, um, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting game because oh, yeah. you know he can run, he can throw, um, and they are missing um, their leading wide receiver from last year. I think he's hurt, um, so they don't have the wide receiver um, depth that they would have. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, a, a, a mobile quarterback always kind of scares me just because it's 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 just a different dynamic with for mm-hmm. the defense to kind of to hone in on um and then just you know one of my keys is is offensive line are they going to be able to um grow from that last game i think they will i think they'll show growth and and take it up to a different level mm-hmm. um with the competition level mm-hmm. increasing and I think uh, you kind of said containing the quarterback, and I think one of the awesome things about it, I think we have extremely athletic defensive ends, and yeah. I think that's kind of kind of really play into their kind of scheme, you know. Yeah. And I think we're fortunate enough to have those guys that can run, that can move, and be explosive and powerful. So I think it really is a challenge for them, but I think it's a challenge that they're going to thrive on when it comes to that defensive line front, being able to kind of compose that that that, that Alexander kid. Um, when it yeah. comes to offensive line, I am kind of interested to see the, how they play against competition at their level as opposed to a D2 school. Um, so that's really I'm kind of intrigued about because I think last, last week was more of a shake off the rust. This week is, was more about how can we push it? How can we excel? How can we be better? You know, and so I'm kind of interested to see how it plays out. And I'm and I'm interested to see the QB play too. You know, I think Cam's gonna come out, be a lot more poised, a lot more reacts, and I think he's gonna have an overall better start to the game, you know, that's gonna yeah. put him in a position to um kind of end up leading them to victory. Well, you know, what do you think about you know the quarterback play with you know Cam's gonna get the start? We know that. You know, and and no yeah. doubt with that, how how many quarters do, are they going to do the same kind of thing where Cam oh, gets the first two quarters and then Chris maybe gets you know uh, the other two quarters or it d- does it depend on the game? What do you it think? Depends. I think it depends on the game. I, d- I think it depends on you know where we're at at certain situations. I do think Chris is going to get um, a considerable amount of playing time, like you got this past game, um, mm-hmm. and that's really going to be because I think we're going to get up, you know, 
yeah. fairly significant on them, at least, you know, kind of twofold type of situation. Um, if I'm making a bold prediction, I think it's going to be 45 to 20. You know, 45 to, I'm writing this down. I'm writing this down. Is, 40, about next week. I think it's going to be, I think it's one of those things that we kind of start really kind of pulling away earlier than later. And that's where you kind of Chris gets Chris gets that opportunity to kind of jump in and kind of see how he really kind of performs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, if, if you know we're doing predictions here, you know mm-hmm. I've got to kind of redeem myself from last last week. Oh, what are you thinking, man? What are you thinking? So this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it, it's going to be not as close, you know, towards yours. Mine's going to be 37, uh, 22. 37, 22. 3722. Okay, I'm making a note of it, man. I'm keeping okay. you to it. Okay. I'm writing it down. Okay. Like I guess if 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 you win, maybe maybe I, I owe you a beer or something like that. Man. <laughs> Not mad about that. <laughs> yeah. So you know, you know, it'll be really interesting um to see after this week, you know, um what what happens, man. Like there's gonna be some time, there's gonna be individual work, you know. It's going to be so surreal for these players because you know they've had two games. Usually, you know they're they're going back into a game week again. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have a game week. Exactly. They're not even spring. Spring's over. Yeah. So yeah. it's ne- it's not necessarily they're Dude, going to be. You know what? I think it's it it's rest. I think it's well needed rest. Yeah. You know those guys have been killing it. They've been going hard. And spring ball is tough, but playing another person, another opponent, is just as tough. You know, yeah. that mental, that physical two games is still really hard physically. And so because of that, I think it's, you know, give them a couple of weeks off, kind of recuperate, get their mind right and then get back to work. Yeah. And I think kind of that's kind of the process. I think we're finally in a place where we're back to the routine. And that's mm-hmm. something that these football players ha- rely so heavily on being in that routine of. Somebody telling you when to wake up, when to have your meals, when to go to school, when you can rest, when you have to work, when are you going to lift, when are you going to practice, you know, when are you going to meet with the coaches. So having that routine is really going to help these guys be put in a position of just continuing on kind of where we left off, you know, almost a year and a half, two years ago before after yeah. the 2019 season ended. So, so excuse me. So I think it's going to be great for them. I think we're kind of back into the sense of normalcy and I'm just, I'm really excited to see how it plays out, man. Yeah, I'm excited too, you know, just to see the growth. You know, we've seen growth with with coming into this last game. You know, I'm excited to see what kind of growth we see in this next game. Now, I would like to see, and I I didn't get to this and I totally forgot. um, One area I would like to see, and this is just me being a a fan, um, I would like to see uh, Sammy get a little bit more targets. Mm, you know, I feel like yeah. he didn't get he didn't get as many targets, and I don't know if that was just you know just the way it is. But I think with with that kind of a talent, with that big of a wide receiver, you know, he had some great catches. He mm-hmm. had um, one you know called back for a pass interference. Um, that you know, I don't know. I, I would let go. You know, it's football. You're gonna be pushing and stuff like that. But um, I would like to see him get a little bit more touches, a little bit more targets. Yeah. Um, just with where, where we're at. So um, you, you got to think that he's even farther removed from football because of the footage yeah. that he's had. You know, so I think it's one of those things of not necessarily that he not in a place where he can 
create that separation in order to make those catches and make those plays. I think he's well qualified. I mean, you saw he even had a touchdown there. Awesome touchdown. Burnt yeah. the guy to hell, you know, so it's yeah. one of those things. It's just getting comfortable with it, getting yeah. back into the rhythm of things. And that's a little bit of the quarterback play. That's a little yeah. bit of him having that time from the offensive line to create that separation, make that move, make that cut. Um, and so I think it just all depends on the rhythm of it. And I think it's one of those things that he's going to kind of find um, kind of this week. And it's just going to put him in a, a position to say, wasn't good enough. How can I be better to really kind of stand out when it comes to the fall season? And he's shaking off the rust too, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and this is something that just kind of popped into my head too. You know, Sammy, if you can recall, I'm having a hard time. Did he get hurt in the Portland State game? He did. So that was Cam's first start. I believe so, yes. So they really haven't had any time to, you know, game time to develop a, you a know, relationship. Yep. a relationship. Yeah. So that I kind of answered my own question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the light yeah. popped on. Like, yeah. like, so that, that, that plays a big part of it too, that, yeah. that they didn't have that time where, you know, when he was starting those other two games, you know, Sammy was hurt. Exactly. Yeah. So that plays a huge part of it in it it too. So and game speed is different than practice speed, man. There's just something different about it. Everybody goes a little bit harder, a little bit faster. It's not something that you account for, but it just kind of naturally happens when you're playing the game. And so because of that, I think that was really kind of the first taste that they got to really kind of get comfortable with each other. Even though they've been playing around each other, they kind of understand each other. It's still one of those things. It's like you got to get comfortable in the game, you know? And so it's not to say that they aren't, but it's one of those things is there, there's obviously the sky's the limit, and it's kind of, um, how do I say this? I guess just a hopeful situation because they could really take it to the next level. And once it clicks, I think it's going to stick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, just our wide receivers, gosh, dang, yeah. man. Yeah. Just the firepower that we have, like yeah. – Gosh, I would yeah. not want to be playing on the other side. So, <laughs> right, no way. I'm good. Oh, quick, so. coach. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, hey, you know, is, did you have anything else that you wanted to go over? No, man, that's all good. Yeah. That's all good, right there. Just be sure to kind of follow us on all social media platforms: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Fight on Montana. Reach out to us. Let us know what you guys want to hear, um, and don't be afraid to just get in touch with us, man. Tell us what you like, exactly. what you don't like. Rate us, review us. Um, and yeah, man, I'm just excited. If you guys see me at the game, don't be afraid to say hello. I'd love to kind of chat it up with you guys. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm excited. Well, and we have some, some great things coming up here in the next couple of months. Uh, something that's going to um, be awesome here coming here in the next uh, uh, month or so that we're not going to say that that's going to be pretty cool that, you know, I'm excited for, I know you're excited for, um, yeah. coming up here and, uh, yeah, I, I wish, Everybody the luck. Be safe out there. Mm -hmm. And yeah, fight on, dude.